Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. <clears throat> okay, here we go. They say great things come in threes. Great stuff. The great days we're living, bro. That's just great. Unfortunately, not in this case. What is this? But maybe someday it will be. Can you believe that? Okay, world, hold on to your collective. It's time for the Bam Slam podcast. With Ben Fletcher, Allison Ratzlaff, and Mike Costa. <laughs> what is going on, Bam Slam fam? Bam Slam podcast, episode two, uh, season two, episode 14. Uh, the family is back together, and we adopted a giant son. We did. We did. Our, our adopted giant son, a.k.a. my worst enemy, known to man. El Diablo himself, Dave Pelle, in the house today. I tell you what, it's a pleasure to be here. This is awesome. <laughs> I tell you what, I don't have to sit where Ben is. I don't have to run all the equipment. It's great. You just get the levels are normal. You can speak in the microphone oh, for once, right? I'm not getting cut off. <laughs> Jesus, Dave. Uh, Dave, you guys this is the, actually listen when I talk. This 100%. is the first time I've ever met you in our yeah. lives. Um, how much do you guys actually hate each other? Real or not real? Uh, to be honest, I'm going to answer the question first. Go ahead. Dude, I love him like I, the brother I never have. He's, he's, he's really one of the most important people in my life. And so people who don't understand that, uh, that we actually do get along, like people stop me on the street all the time and go, oh, my God, you guys hate each other. And <laughs> no, it couldn't be more wrong. There's so many things about Mike that I, when I met him the very first time, stuff that I can't even say on this show or my show, Yeah, um, that he's so right on. Like he pointed out so many things in day one that I look at the world and I go, holy fuck, that's a Mike thing that he pointed out. And I remember looking at Jeff when Mike and I first met, and he would say stuff in our ear, not on the mic, but say stuff in our ear or during a commercial break, and I'd go, who the fuck did they stick us with? <laughs> and I'm like, this guy's insane. And overall, he is, not only is he a funny guy, he has the biggest heart going, and the funny thing is we both share the same birth date. We're both November 13th, and he always makes that funny every single year, too. So it's, uh, but no, as far as 100% all fun and games and uh you know, obviously, we went through a, a tragedy a couple of years ago when my son passed, and Mike was like the first guy at my house as soon as he, he heard, and uh, he was right there to support the family. So we're very, very close. I, exactly everything he just said times ten. He's Dave's Dave's on my zombie apocalypse team. If uh, <laughs> yes. no, it, it, Matt Kayu is always going to be pissed. I, I know. It's been like know. all their content the over per- the last behind the green curtain. Uh, curtain. I, I think you 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 grade your friends by. If the shit hits the fan, who are you calling, and who is calling you back so quick and make your head spin, and who's the who's a shirt off your back type of guy or or girl, Dave and Dave just fits the bill in so many different uh, categories. As we say in uh, in the South, there are two kinds of friends: those that help you move, and those that help you move a dead body. Mike <laughs> and I have each other. <laughs> So I guess the next order of business would be to let you go ahead and have free reign and murder the Padres if you want to. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, all right. Well, now that I get a chance to, to say something <laughs> good about the Excuse pods, me. Boy. <laughs> is I'm not a Padre hater, okay? And, and Mike and I will send texts back and forth. It's not that, and it's not that I hate the fans, but I've always said for years, even when Mike and I worked together, is um, 
look, here's the deal. Demand more. Stop going out and spending money on tickets unless you're happy with the lineup they're putting out every day. Well, now they have gone out and, and spent money. They've gone out and spent money on Machado and Tatis and guys that you want to see and buy their jersey and season tickets. They've done all that for you. So the demand more kind of disappears. My thing is be a real be a realist as a sports fan. What is missing and what is your general manager, which I know most people are now pointing the finger at, is why isn't your general manager developing players? Why is it that you guys draft guys over and over again and those guys don't start? There's not one guy in the starting lineup for the Padres that came through the minor league system that was drafted by AJ. And you go, well, you can do that for a little bit, but eventually you aren't going to have enough money to make it last. So you have to develop guys so you can get that seven years of paying them the minimum. And there's a major development problem. And so um, you could see they were, instead of setting up for that big window like the Dodgers have right now, that the Padres are setting up for that one to two year window. And as a team that has the best superstar in baseball in Tatis, you want it to last the length of his contract, which is 14 years. And so it's very frustrating to see this is cheap speed instead of the long haul. God, everything you said was right. <laughs> it happens. Who knew? It happens. Like Twitter really leads you to believe that Dave Pelle is one way. He might not be. No. It's, it, it, but and the Dodgers might get eliminated tomorrow night. I know. I'm scared to death. In fact, to Logan Webb's about to shove his boot up your ass, so we'll see. And they got Julio Urias going yes. for... Uh, Who's never lost a playoff game, by the way. No. 25 years old, by the way. It's going to be an intense game. Has never lost a, a playoff game. And we know where your heart is, Allie Rat. Yeah, just... Yeah, just we'll, here, yeah, we'll do this. We'll do this. That, that game's going to be intense. Yeah, I think... Um, had to be a game five, right? Of course. Yeah, 106, 107 wins had to be a game five. And if you're a – not even if you're a Padre fan, because obviously all the – you see on social media, oh, I'm pulling for the, the Giants. If you're a baseball fan, this is how ex- – this is what you want. The storied history of these two franchises, going back to New York, two teams that – that is the rivalry between the – it's the Dodgers and the Giants, just like it is the – what is it, Phillies and Cubs in the East or Mets and – Phillies, Phillies Cardinal. I mean, excuse me, Cubs Cardinals. Cubs and Cardinals, Red Sox, that's right. Red Sox, Yankees. Yankees. But Mike's right. I mean, you're talking 3,000 miles plus 150 years. Yes, yeah, exactly. for me, who I've never lived in the north, in, in obviously Northern California, I really do want the Padres to be that team. I thought this was the year. So did Vegas. They thought this was the year. So I was hoping as a guy that coaches baseball, loves baseball, I really wanted the Dodgers, Angels with Mike Trout and Rendon and, and, uh, and of course, Otani and with Tatis, that this is where we take over baseball for the whole country. And the Padres kind of let us down. They didn't hold their weight. And then sort of the Angels with all the injuries. But I thought the rivalry was finally going to be Padres-Dodgers. And that's what that's what I wanted. I don't hate the pods. I really was hoping for this is where everyone who's a baseball fan has to look to Southern California. And maybe it will be in the future. I think the Padres just need to take a giant look in the mirror and realize that they're turning into the Cleveland Browns of baseball. It's just a dysfunctional organization from the top to the bottom. And they have not gotten anything right. No, well, again, this sounds like a shot when I as I give a compliment. But is there a team that's had a worse history in no. Major League Baseball than the Pods? People say, well, Seattle hasn't been to the World Series, but Seattle still had A-Rod, right? And right. They, and, they, and they still had Ken Griffey Jr., and they had Ichiro, mm-hmm. and they had Randy Johnson. I mean, they had their stars. And learn your lesson from them and from yes. the Angels. Don't waste your star, because you have two of them right now that are really fucking good baseball players, and you're wasting them. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more, and that's what's so frustrating right now that I think – you don't want to piss off Tatis where he gets frustrated. I mean, he's right. a young kid, and as a young kid, you know, you want things to happen now. But you could see, you know, he wasn't happy. He wasn't happy they moved him to center. He was not happy. There's talk that he's not going back to short. He said, I signed that contract to be a shortstop. We already talked about my statue. And now things are so far away. I mean, 28 games out of first. I mean, that's so far from where he <laughs> thought they were going to be, where they were going to be. That's basically where they were A.J. Preller's first year as GM. Yeah. So what's gotten better? 
exactly right. One year. <laughs> One truncated season. And it wasn't a year. It was like a, it was a quarter to of a hang year. His hat on. Yeah. I, I'm I'm just so tired of the bullshit. Um, and I, I looked into this a little earlier, Dave. You might know the answer. I know out of the six playoff teams that are left, five playoff teams that are left, uh, Dodgers, Braves, Giants all made significant moves at the trade deadline. Yes. Did the other two? Astros and Red Sox? And so, no, really, they didn't. Um, they didn't. The Red Sox, I mean, to be honest, we're looking at this as a space year. They didn't think this was the year they're going to make a serious run. Same with the Giants. The Giants the plan on getting rid of all of those guys at the trade deadline having a payroll of about $5 million. But they still brought into, in Chris Bryant. They, 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 well, they had to. I mean, their plans changed. But going into spring training, they're going to try and trade Crawford and Belt and possibly Posey. And they were dumping all these guys. Gosman was supposed to be the big name that they're going to get something back for. And uh, I pay attention to the Giants a lot because uh, former Aztec used to play with me since he was four years old. Casey Schmidt is a third baseman that they drafted in the second round a couple of years ago to replace Longoria. So I'm thinking, okay, when does Casey get a chance? And all of a sudden, the Giants have a crazy year. You guys mentioned the amount of wins. Both teams have 109 wins this year. Yeah, I mean, that's insane. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely crazy what has happened. But the Giants have been such a surprise. One thing about some of the teams you mentioned, the uh, the Braves – the Giants, the Dodgers, they're all from Andrew Friedman. The Rays, Andrew Friedman. Yeah. You know, and how quickly the Braves, who started their process after the Padres did, have now won that division over and over again. And again, another NLCS. The Giants, again, with Andrew Friedman's guys. Gabe Kapler was working for the Dodgers before he was with the Phillies. Farhan Zaidi, obviously. Yeah. 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 And so you go, something the Dodgers are doing. And so when I talk to teams all the time, who come to look at my high school guys or my travel ball guys, I always ask about different organizations and which ones rank high and which ones do it wrong. And it's always the same teams. Everyone always compliments. Guys who work for, like, the Orioles or the Cardinals will say Dodgers, Rays, Indians. They'll say certain teams do it right, and the Padres are always number 30. They always say the Padres are so far behind, and that all goes back to A.J. you got to make a change with A.J. that he has to go. He averages more than 90 losses a year as a general manager of this team. Definitely you, don't let him pick the next manager. Jesus. Hell no. Allison, if you surround yourself if you surround yourself with people that are only yes men or yes women, no one ever tells the emperor he's not wearing any clothes. You know? It's true. And I think that's what that's the front office, the dysfunctional front office that AJ Perler has built. But even before AJ Perler, I mean and then that then you could say, Okay, well that was before Peter Seidler too and Ron Fowler. I mean, it just goes back. It's just sort of the culture, it seems like, because it's been that way forever, even before all those guys were there. Yeah. But we all thought it was going to get better. It seemed it was so such an illusion because it, <laughs> it was better the first half of the season. And yeah. we, all, I mean, do you remember the day we did the emergency podcast? Yeah. For the no the, hitter. The, the no hitter. I mean, we thought. We thought oh, World Series. Uh, yes. Because the, these yes. things don't happen to normal teams. Yes. They only happen to teams of destiny. And I said that phrase way too many times, and I'll never do it again, talking about yeah, that team. that's exactly right. I mean, I, I agree. I don't think till after the All-Star break next year can you even start to say, okay, you know, till long after, several weeks after, can you start to say, okay, what's going to, you know, well, is the, there a chance? The, the meter, I gauged it by all season long, because I also, I booked guests for every show on the on the morning show on Extra 1360. And it was so easy to get national guests to come on and talk Padres for the first half of the year. The last half, they were like, why? Why, why would I come on and talk about this team? There's nothing to talk about. They've just been dysfunctional. I'm not just going to come on and roast everybody. So I don't, I mean, it's they lost that public eye and that public love so quickly that they will go into next year not having it. 
where they did this year. Yeah, and you remember how full Petco was. Oh, yeah, it for, did all year. I think it will stay that way, I think, at least for a little, because there will be a new manager, so there'll be some excitement behind that, and they'll, people want to see what this looks like now, considering the kind of the shit show it was at the end of this year. So hopefully, because that, I mean, that definitely was fun. I've never seen Petco like that, or, right. you know, that, that was amazing to see, so... I hope that lasts, but I don't know. Ticket prices went up and the team went down. So, all right, enough depression. We got to talk about your guy, your oh, guy that you some championed. More depression. That you, well, not for us. You that you championed, and you said it was the right hire for the then Oakland Raiders to bring in John Gruden. Yeah, to be the face of the Raiders. I still think it, at the time it was the right hire because. But how did you not vet? Like I, that was Dieter Kurtenbach's first tweet I saw. It was like, yeah, this is what you get for not vetting your head coach one bit. Yeah, but I think in in terms of Mark Davis and, and the Raiders organization, I I mean how how far would they have had to dig to find emails that he sent eleven years ago? I don't think they were thinking in terms of John's connected to the scandal with the Washington football team. I think they were just thinking in terms of he's a very popular football analyst. Uh, he was a good coach when he retired. Excuse me. He was average when he retired, if you look at the records now. But I don't think any vetting process would have ever touched his prior relationship with Bruce Allen and, and the ugliness that went on with the um, the Redskins. That said, the Raiders did the right thing. They did the only thing. There was no other choice. You were not going to keep him as your head coach, and he resigned as quickly as I did. I don't know if there was a – a handshake, wink, wink between he and Mark Davis about I can't pay your the sixty million left, but we'll have something for you. I don't think it was even sixty million, Mike, because remember he put off a, a good portion of that money for that move to Nevada. Remember yeah. he wanted the tax break. That's yes. right. So he said, "Don't pay me a lot now when we're still in California. Wait till we get to Nevada, and then we'll pay the rest of that hundred million dollars." So people always say they owe sixty million. I don't think it is sixty. I have to bet you it's closer to over eighty million dollars. Could be. Yeah. Jeez. So it, it, and. Whether he could be fired for cause or did he uh, violate the moral, uh, whatever it is, and I always forget the word, the statutes in in his his contract, it's ugly. Uh, um, I don't think this is going to create. As I said to you guys this morning during the Raider report, I think the team does rally uh, around this because it's none of their faults. This is no. this isn't the starting. Offense going out and all getting DUIs at the same time, type of thing. Hell, your quarterback might be thrilled. Yeah, this 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 is not this has. They live right next to. Right, I know yeah, oh, he, that's, he little, did everything that's... to please daddy. <laughs> oh but boy, now daddy's uh, gone. So let's we'll see hey, what Derek Carr can do when he runs the, the house. Imagine the commercial; they're both taking their trash cans out. <laughs> hey John, hey Derek, you know, but um, I I don't think it, I don't think it craters um, Denver will be the story. Yeah, Denver will be the story. If they can go into Denver and beat the Broncos, then I think we're okay. If they get their asses kicked, then start looking towards next year. Well, now we get to speculate. How far does this thing go? Like, there's still six hundred and forty thousand emails to go through now. Say, assuming that was like ten, who knows? But I mean, who else in the NFL world, the big execs, big wigs, head coaches, gets cratered by this? Because those emails are probably going to come out. Oh, they will come out. And who replied to John Gruden's it was, emails? I mean, it was Bruce it, Allen. No, it I was, know that, but I'm saying, what did they say in their reply? Right. You know, was it ha-ha? Was it no reply? I mean, obviously they replied something. And 
I know that there are people calling for, okay, well, why is this investigation was about the Washington football team or the Redskins? Why is Gruden getting fired? The Las Vegas Raiders coach is the one being fired. Well, there's going to, I think, a lot. I don't know. I I think there could be a lot of people in a lot of And locker room talk is called locker room talk for a reason. You don't write it down. But he wasn't a coach even at the time. He was working for ESPN. I mean, these came from ESPN emails. So you go and... I mean, right. you have to think, how much did ESPN know? That's what you want to know, yes. right? ESPN had an NFL contract. How much did ESPN know? Because we all know when you work for a big company, they're going through your emails. Of course. Of they course. have the they have software that automatically searches out homophobic, racist, uh, all the language that you can use. And now Adam Schefter is getting dragged into this thing, too, because of these the same email leak. I don't know if you saw this. Adam yeah. Schefter uh, offering Bruce Allen to edit a report before it went out, calling him, quote, Mr. Editor. I don't. I think it could get ugly for a lot of people in the NFL. It, it and it won't affect the NFL at all. Well, I don't know because is Rich Ornberger made a statement yesterday in the air saying you don't know how intrinsically tied to the U.S. economy the National Football League is when you look at the money that's generated from all the different facets of it. Rome eventually fell. They thought Rome was, you know, Rome eventually fell. And if it comes out where you've got a majority of the owners who are either talking in terms of racist tropes, homophobic, uh, uh, anti-female, <clears throat> you you could get a situation where the government gets involved, or if it's if there's a a, a massive amount of racial undertones with those emails once they're exposed, where you get a lot a lot if not all of the men who are not white playing in the NFL say "fuck you," and they just walk out. En Especially mass. if some Colin Kaepernick stuff comes out in the emails that oh they did. My in fact, God. exactly. Yeah, if there's proof in there. Yeah. Mm. Well, you know, we all know. I mean, you look at the NFL and you're going, "Well, seventy to eighty percent of the players are black." Right. Okay. So, if you watch the Raider game against the Bears the other day, I know Mike watched it. I watched it. The effort was so piss poor, it was insane. I mean, you're, you're looking at the game. My my son played football with four guys that are currently on the Raiders, and I know what their game speed is. I've watched those guys you know, while they were at Alabama, and I watched them with the Raiders, and I'm looking at these guys, and I'm like, these guys are jogging through it. You know, These guys are not giving 100%. They're not okay with having a racist head coach. One reason I, I believe the NFL will say, go with the attitude is let's get better instead of you know closing shop and people turning their back. Gambling has become so big yep, throughout yep. these states, and Bingo. it's affected so many uh, with their economy in different states of making gamble, gambling legal. Obviously, it doesn't affect us on in California, but if you go to New Jersey, you go to these, these other states where they're seeing a tremendous upside to gambling, they can't afford to take that hit. The NFL is the number no. one most gambled sport on. Um, so o- overall, I think they're going to look at the Raiders and say, you, you've got to get better. you got to look at the NFL. you got to get better. And you kind of wonder, Roger Goodell, when his name came up and he was called, you know, homophobic word by Gruden in those emails, how much did the NFL say, hey, we protect the shield? And a big part of that shield is Goodell, whether you like him or not, that, hey, you crossed the line when you went after our commissioner. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and I, now I, all the owners, all the execs are all clearing their browser history as quick as possible. Oh, just course. dumping emails. Yeah, well, I don't know if that will be helpful or not. I mean, it's going to be. People can see when you did that stuff. Well, the funny thing about the Bruce Allen situation is it was all on his Redskins email. Like, that's why this is all coming out now. It wasn't a personal email. So apparently John Gruden and there's two other guys who were involved in this 
they were all either on their personal email or occasionally on their work email. I know there were some John Gruden at ESPN.com's. But for Bruce Allen being the president of the whole or the GM president, everything with Washington to have it all on your at redskins.com email. How stupid do you have to be? Yeah. Well, and there's evidently new pictures of the cheerleaders, oh, yeah. which I, I don't know why. I, I don't understand that part of it, really. Like, did the girls, did they take them on trips or something? Was there like, why yeah. do they, how did they get those pictures? I haven't. That well, was everything that, that came out it, three months ago. Were they, right. were they paid? something extra like we need you to do a topless to shoot yeah or right. worse were they hey you like being a cheerleader Talk, uh, take your top off then yeah. type of thing i mean people were saying it's borderline human trafficking so i don't know the two the two women who have filed the lawsuit um asking that all the emails be made public yeah everything now that this is where the, i think the nfl really finds themselves in the shit storm because if that doesn't happen People are going to say, cover up, cover up, cover up. Okay, what was in those emails, et cetera. And then if they NFL just says, well, okay, here it is, and they're really – it's a lose-lose situation for the NFL. Everyone gets fired. Start well, looking for a new commissioner. Your I mean, guy, what's your friend's name? The next commissioner oh, of the NFL? Oh, Kevin Warren yeah. for the Big Ten, yeah. Well, Goodell's sure. on his way out anyhow. He, he has a, a, a year or so – Left. I okay, mean, wait. He's, I I wanted to ask about that. Is there a term limit? Like, what? Why? Why does he have a year left? Is no, there a contract. Or you what? you work at the the pleasure of the owners, and as right. long as they like you as the commissioner, they keep you on. And how could oh, okay. you not love Goodell? I mean, the growth the NFL has gone through over the last ten years is ridiculous. There's reason he makes forty plus million dollars a year. Uh, I mean, they okay his uh, his uh, salary for that, but um, it's ugly. It's just it's ugly. And Dave, you're a diehard Raider fan. I'm a diehard Raider fan. It's I don't even – it's not one of those, oh, here we go again, like Derek Carr getting to the one of the final regular season games when they're going to the playoffs and breaks his leg. Mm -hmm. Or Barrett Robbins goes missing the night before a, a Super Bowl down and <laughs> TJ. It's not even on that level. Mm -hmm. It's just uh, – seriously, Gruden I, – I guess what hurts is that I thought Gruden was better than that. I really did. How many of the owners do you think today or yesterday are just – Shaking in their, sh I mean, shit in oh, their yeah. pants. There's a lot when you think Big about time. who some of these owners are, and they think they're untouchable. Yikes. Yeah, I listened to Jerry Jones talk about it on their sports radio station in Dallas yeah. yesterday morning, and somebody on Twitter called it a word salad, and I was like, that's exactly what it was. It was this jumbled up. It made no sense. Yeah. He, he, he clearly didn't want to talk about it, but it yeah. felt like if he didn't say something. Yep. It, was terrible. I thought, where is the PR department? Well, Dave, speaking of, of Jerry Jones, how many how many of these emails are going to touch on the Rams moving from, from it's gonna help into, that lawsuit. into Los Angeles? Angeles. Yeah. And, you know, is Dean Spanos going to be sitting there going, you motherfucker? You know, was there collusion? Well, that the city of, of St. Louis is suing the NFL for yeah. multi-billion dollars. So, I mean, you're looking at stuff that could help that lawsuit potentially. This oh. is so far-reaching. We don't yeah. know where it's going to go. Yeah. It is It is really amazing to watch. I mean, you know, if you love drama and you like to, to wonder what the hell's happening as far as in your <laughs> most favorite sport, because we see it all the time. I think we see it every week that the National Football League is the best reality show on TV. Without a doubt. Imagine the 10-part 30 for 30 on this. Oh, it's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to be a 90 well, for 90. Who's, who's going to narrate it if all of ESPN's going down? <laughs> Schefter's gone? <laughs> I mean. That's true. <laughs> Maybe us four. 
we should start producing yeah, it right I now. I guess. Because ESPN can't do it. Oh, man. All right, listen, we're going to step aside for a message from our great friend, uh, our great friends at Blenders. If you don't have some sunglasses, we have the only company you need to go to get them more the Bam Slam after this. As we told you at the beginning of the podcast, and we just reiterated for you, so happy that Blenders Eyewear is along for the ride on the Bam Slam uh podcast you talk about awesome affordable sunglasses rad styles plus colorways that range from 38 bucks to 68 dollars they offer a wide range of products sunglasses rx blue light snow goggles and helmets as well they're big right now they are even getting bigger locally owned locally made here in san diego but internationally known Uh, their motto is life in forward motion and their goal is that their products push you to be the best version of yourself like we're trying to do with this podcast. And that's why Blenders is along for the ride. Thank you, everybody, with Blenders Eyewear. Uh, They are offering a 16% discount uh, on behalf of the Bam Slam podcast for all of you that get to BlendersEyewear.com. Just use our code, BAMSLAM, and you're going to get 16% off your purchase. BlendersEyewear.com. Code word is BAMSLAM. Yeah, we're rolling. That's right. Bam Slam is the code word. 16, 16% off uh, your purchase of eyewear at blenderseyewear.com. Uh, nice. First off, uh, <laughs> credit to... That was really, really good, Mike. Was it? Yeah, <laughs> you nailed it. Did I not nail it? <laughs> you nailed Blenders it. Eyewear. Sorry, blenderseyewear.com. Uh, no, I, I, I was thinking of what I was going to go to God, next. The funeral and, for our podcast. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, Allison, you're leading our fantasy football league, aren't you? I am, but I have to get rid of Russell Wilson. Pretty sure I just beat your ass this week, didn't I? Did you beat me? Oh, yeah. I beat somebody, and I thought it was you. What's your team name? Um, Bishop Sycamore cheer captain. Yeah, I just beat you. (laughs) Okay, because you thumped me last week. Yeah. So I'm not doing too well in that league. Well, once Russ went out, it probably hurt me. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'll pick up a new quarterback. I'm so sorry. 149-113. Suck it! Damn. You did crush me. What do we make of the 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 youth the youth movement at the quarterback position? I love it. The new generation's here and they're freaking dominant. And yeah. it's so much fun to watch. Like now, especially on the Monday night football games except for this past week cuz they didn't have it. I've been watching the Eli Payton cast. Where was it this past Monday they, night? They didn't have it on. But I've been watching it pretty much every week, and I enjoy it a lot more, but I enjoy the fact that it's them talking about all the young guys now, and they're out of the league. Yeah. And Big Ben's on his way out, and Tom Brady is an anomaly. Who knows? But I love the new generation of quarterbacks who are going out there and kicking ass. I mean, that Monday night game, what we got to watch Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen going against each other yeah. was fucking sick. The Bills, more. Are, the Bills are good, and Josh Allen is a monster. I, I think the Bills are going <laughs> is he Is he V attractive? Um. Josh Allen? He's too young for me to say that. But he, but he's, what amazed me to, I think he's grown up a lot in the way he looks. Yeah. I was like, God, when did he become a man? Like, he doesn't look like a young college kid anymore at Wyoming. No, they come in with a little baby fat. Yeah. And then when they realize that, okay, it's a full-time job and and then you're, you know. And the fact that Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Kyler Murray are running this league right now is awesome for football. Yeah, they are. Dave... Josh, your son Josh played quarterback at Alabama behind Jalen, right? He was, yeah, second string behind Jalen, but he was also there when 
uh, Tua came to do workouts, and Tua was going to go to Alabama, and and you know, a bunch of guys always come in. And Josh, I remember called me and said, "I just saw the best quarterback I've ever seen in my life." And I go, "Who is he?" He goes, "It's a kid from Hawaii, Tua. He's crazy accurate, great kid, the whole deal." And then Mac Jones shows up. Oh God! And Josh has to work him out too, and he's working out. And Josh says to Mac Jones, "Hey, don't come here." And he goes, aren't you committed to Kentucky? And he goes, yeah. And Josh goes, Jalen's only a year older than he is. There's a kid, Tua, coming in that's better than you. <laughs> and he goes, you will never play. Don't come here. And then they get done throwing, and Josh looks at his phone. And he's standing right next to Mac Jones. And it says, I withdraw my commitment to Kentucky. I'm now going to the University of Alabama. And Josh goes, hey, dipshit, did you just say you come to Alabama? <laughs> yep. And Josh goes, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You will never play. Your career is over. Oh, and then the no. guy wins a national championship and is really the best rookie quarterback right now Yeah, because he's with the right team. But it, it's so funny. And he says that because it, it's weird you know, to think that I'm in the room with um, three guys that now start in the NFL. Yeah. And uh, it, was, it was really, really cool. Yeah, it's kind of funny. When you guys are talking about young quarterbacks, because I always think I have a good eye for it. I think we all do as football fans. Who's going to make it? Who's not going to make it? I missed on Josh Allen. I was like, this guy I know can throw a ball through a barn, but fuck it. There's no way he's going to be any good. He's great. So did everyone else. He's so good. I, Hardly I'm, anybody hit on him except Mel Kuyper. Oh, my God. And people kill me on Twitter, and I tell people all the time, go ahead. I missed on Tua so far in the NFL. He's hurt all the time. I mean, Tua, Anthony Davis, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, all those guys are so soft. They get hurt all the time. But Justin Herbert, who I thought was going to be a bust because he, at Oregon, he was a running quarterback yeah. all the time. yeah. And I said the other day, and you guys didn't tell me if I'm wrong, but I, I, I know I pissed a lot of people off. I said, he's the best Charger quarterback in history. And and they people like Canapa lose their mind. But I, I do that to piss Canapa off. Um, <laughs> it's too soon to say that, don't you think? I, I, yeah, but this is what's great about Justin is not only can he run and he can throw, but he looks cool doing it. So, for instance, when you're a kid and you get that football and you go in the backyard – you don't. When you're a kid, you don't have a gut with a beard like Dan Fouts. <laughs> you know, like it's hard to say, "Hey, look, hey, go deep." I'm Dan Fouts. And when you're Rivers, nobody wants to throw the ball like Uncle Rico with that stupid elbow. There's nothing cool about Philip Rivers. But Justin Herbert you're absolutely has a, right. Justin Herbert has a coolness. Yeah, and, and he goes, where, give me that ten jersey, go deep. I'm, I'm fucking Justin Herbert. And yeah. where Philip failed in his career was a lot of times in fourth quarters on game winning drives. I know he won a lot of them too, but he has some very notable interceptions. Justin Herbert seems to have the clutch gene. And he seems to have it like crazy. But just his, just the way he scrambles, Philip scrambled like he was using a walker. Dan Fouts never scrambled. And you're right. Herbert makes it look cool. Dan Fouts didn't even go back to look cool. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't do his three-step. He, he, <laughs> no. Remember, he backed up backwards. It was a backup, yeah. I mean, you and I are older than everyone here, but... <laughs> Dude, he'd, he'd back up, like, just backpedaling like an idiot. Yeah. Remember that? And he'd even turn sideways. <laughs> and then and Doug, like, there's nothing cool about Dan Fouts. Doug Flutie never, literally never even backed up. He just ran straight out to the side right away. Yeah. So I don't, Justin Herbert is special, and I know there's a lot of Charger haters that listen to this. I know there's a Charger lovers that listen to this. Either way, they are entertaining as hell, and I can't take my eye off that team on Sundays. They're a good football team. I do think that defensively, it's that's what's going to come back and haunt them. I, you you get into that shootout with the Browns, and the Browns just score at will. When the good saving grace is, you're scoring at will on, on, on Cleveland. But think who they're built for. The Chargers' defense is built for the AFC West, which is speed, which is a lot of the Kansas City Chiefs. They're not built for the AFC North, who are big bruisers up front. And yeah. that's why Cleveland was able to run all over them. I'm really curious to see how they do this week. They're playing against Lamar Jackson. Um, we know that the Chargers' middle linebacker core is a very fast middle linebacker core, and that's the only way you beat Lamar is being able to keep him hemmed into the middle of the field. 
So I don't. I think it's going to be a hell of a game. Lamar Jackson has also been ridiculous this season. Well, he he's just the, had a huge comeback too. He's this, the MVP of the league yeah. so far. Yeah. And watching those two teams face off, I can't wait. Uh, although, there, see, Lamar is still dangerous because the running aspect, him tucking the ball and going, is still there. But it's going to come to a point where Lamar Jackson is going to have to beat a team. Stay in the pocket. He just threw for 440 yards. Yeah, but a lot of that is improvising and getting outside. Someone's going to bottle him up. And I'm, I'm not saying it's going to happen this year or next year, but I just want to see him evolve to the point where if he has to spend the whole day in the pocket, so be it, no problem at all. Well, he's lucky who his head coach is. John Harbaugh is one of the smartest dudes in the NFL. Yeah. I think he knows that that's coming. He watched Michael Vick's career and saw once he lost a step, he was worthless. Yeah. So I, I would imagine that's all he's been working on. If you look at his progression as a thrower, he has gotten so much better since he first came into the league. I mean, those 442 yards, a lot of that was pocket passing to Mark Andrews. If he can do that for, throughout his career, he's got a 10-year career. He doesn't have to run. I, just, I think it's great, and I think the reason that the, the young guys are succeeding so quickly is because most of them are coming out of programs where you're, you're playing in uh, – yeah, you're, you're, it's spread offense. It looks like college. It looks like college. Yeah. I mean, it looks like pro, but you're playing in the biggest game every single weekend. Dave talks about the litany of Alabama quarterbacks. Well, when Alabama is mostly number one every single freaking week, every single season – they're getting the best shot every single week. So you get to the NFL, yeah, it's quicker, it's it's bigger, it's you know, it's the NFL, it is the game, but they're not wowed by the oh my god, there's 75,000 fans here. A lot of them are like there's only 75,000 fans here. I was playing in front of 100, 110, <laughs> yeah, you're right. that type of thing. Yeah, no, you're right, 105 just at Alabama, it's more than 100 at Ohio State and Michigan and yeah, you see yeah. you see that all the time. Nobody's nobody's shocked by it. You just look at the the coaching point. Like for Josh, obviously the head coach had some NFL experience, but like Lane Kiffin, who was in the NFL, was Josh's offensive coordinator. Steve Sarkeesian, um, and then he had the offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills was also one of his offensive coordinators. I mean, you're talking about NFL systems all the time that that go back and forth. It it, it is so fun to me to see the 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 youth as as you pointed out and say this is where the guys are at and these are guys are doing exciting things it's funny you said Lamar Jackson MVP but I think if you didn't just say it out loud I think all four of us might say somebody different and you could and there's an argument for everybody I wouldn't have thought of Lamar I don't think maybe Kyler what what about Josh Allen yeah Uh, what about Justin what about and I know in Tennessee they'll tell you Derrick Henry yeah and they'll also tell you Dak Prescott's having quite a year she's right in the first two in the first two weeks of the season they were talking about Derek Carr Oh, this yeah. might be an MVP type season. <laughs> that lasted yeah. a while. Yeah. This is the first year, I feel like, in a long time where it has felt like this, where every week you're excited to see what's going to happen. I mean, who would have thought the Colts were kind of killing yeah. the Ravens the other night? And Carson and then, Wentz looked fantastic after yeah. a year and a half of looking average. Yeah. I mean, it just, I mean, I know they ended up losing, but it just, it's really fun to watch this year. And also, college football. How great was this Saturday of college Amazing. football? I mean, it wasn't great for you. <laughs> Damn it. Terrible. Alabama. God dang it. <laughs> but that game, that. That Alabama A&M game was crazy. Amazing. And then Ole Miss-Arkansas was ridiculous with the deep throw by Matt Corral to finish and the Texas game. And Texas OU was yeah. amazing. Texas OU was amazing. Texas, Texas went up 14-0 with like two minutes into the game. Mm-hmm. You thought, oh, well, there was no coming back from this. Do we have a Ben Ratzlaff report? I saw he got a catch uh, this weekend. He did. More on the field? Yes. And he, uh, I think they're moving him around a little bit this week, more into the slot. So we'll see. Um, we'll see. We'll so stoked for him. 
He's he's about to torch someone. Ho- hopefully, I will say hopefully this, the Hilltoppers are waking up, i.e. the coaching staff is waking up that AKA the MILF Toppers or right. <laughs> what up? He's got a great attitude <laughs> and I'm I really I'm really proud of that. So I'll say that. But we'll see. I know he I know they've moved him kind of out from the outside into more slot. This Has year. your college boyfriend texted you? No, yeah. God, I don't even know his name, <laughs> Ben. Somebody it, it, somebody she ran into and then ran into the next day yep. at the at Hill Michigan at Michigan State, <laughs> called her. She goes, w- explain to Dave what the guy said. Uh, it's so embarrassing. We, I was I went to eat before when I got to Michigan. I'd been in Maryland for work, went to Michigan to um, go to Ben's game. Was starving. It was like three o'clock. I was like, I've got to get some food. Went to this little bar. There was some Michigan State fans sitting there, and they saw my Hilltoppers, and so they were talking to me. They're like, "Oh, your Hilltopper? Yeah, my kid plays. Whatever." So, so then I'm at the stadium trying to find the gate for the parents where we pick up our tickets, and um, they see me. I mean, there are th- there was eighty seven thousand people at this game, so there were thousands of people everywhere. And these I, these three just happen. They're like, "Hey!" And I look over, and I'm like, I barely even recognized them. I was like, "Oh." And then the guy, they were drunk by this point, but the guy, the one guy, there was two guys, one of them was like, give me a hug. I'm not calling you the Hilltoppers. I'm calling you the Milk Toppers. <laughs> I wanted to die. I was like, wait, did you just say what I think you just said? It's still great a week later. It's not Kids have grown it's, some balls these days. I don't think I would have had the nuts it's to the do youth, that. man. The youth is ready. I, Died. The youth is so much ready <laughs> See, for that it. That never happens to a guy. The three of us, none of that stuff ever happens. No. Someone asked me the other day, have you ever had a, a sex injury? I go, that'd be my dream to have a sex injury. <laughs> I go, I've never had crazy sex to have a sex injury. What are you talking about? If I could share that story, it'd be great, but I've never it's never happened. No, no. Oh and it, it it won't for me. So uh, yeah, it was yeah. so embarrassing. One day God. Costa's gonna be walking down the street and some twenty year old girl is gonna be like, Dad Bod, what up? <laughs> exactly. I'm not gonna get Dilf, I'm gonna get Dad Bod, what's going on in my Lee jeans and my white <laughs> my white Rockport walkers that I bought at Costco. <laughs> Those are Sperry's, don't lie. Sperry's oh jeez. My dad's got a pair of them. They're like white Frankenstein shoes, I swear to God. <laughs> All right. Did we touch on everything we needed to? I think so. Dave, thanks so much for staying well, around. That was a blast. Thanks what a treat. Around. Thanks for having me. Come on. Huge that was great. treat. Do you want to plug, yeah, like, oh, plug yeah. the Dave and Jeff your, podcast? Yeah, or your foundation for, oh, for I Josh. Or, yeah. I appreciate that. We, um, yeah, we, we do the show, obviously. Uh, we have a Dave and Jeff show. Mike used to be part of the, not the podcast, but the radio show. And so, um, yeah, Dave and Jeff show, you can catch it anywhere, just like these guys are doing now. It's a lot of fun as, as you know, Ben, you get a chance to do both. And, and this is, you know, gloves off. It's always just kind of fun. Kind of, we always say it's kind of like therapy a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and, and Allison, thank you so much. But we do have a foundation, uh, Jake's Projects, and it's uh, jakesprojects.org. You can check it out. And it's basically to help raise money for kids who can't afford to play sports. And the fees are ridiculous. So a lot of parents don't put their kids in sports because. It's either the fees to sign up, shoes, baseball bats. It doesn't have to be just baseball. We do uh, girls as well. And uh, we also raise awareness to um, what's going on with so many kids that are fighting depression. And unfortunately, it's something that we come through a lot lately where – uh, kids are fighting depression at a young age, and they shouldn't have to do that. There's nothing like being a kid, and we want to make sure they have great childhood memories. So anyone who's fighting depression, we want to set them straight and, and put them in contact with the professionals and, and do the best we can. So, again, jakesprojects.org. Thanks for letting me mention it. Yeah, I'm sorry I said Josh instead of Jake. I, that's, I, you know, my 
my boys will tell you I don't get any of their names right either. I knew, as soon as I said it, I was like, I meant Jake. Sorry. Um, but he's, a, he's such a great kid. And I love that you're doing this in his honor and memory. I think it's really amazing work. It's probably more important now coming out of COVID where there was so much uncertainty last year and people maybe made a little less money and kids were locked inside all year. I know Kendall's a teacher, my fiance, and just the issues she's had this year with kids coming back to school. The different counselors are all having to see now because of leftover effects from last year. Super important. Go support <clears throat> people like Dave and his project, jakesproject.org, right? Jakesprojects.org. Jakesprojects.org. Love to hear it. Thank David, you. thanks again, brother. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Bam Slam fam, as always, thank you along for being a ride. Uh, thanks you so much for being along for the ride. And last but not least, you brave men and women of the United States Armed Forces for what you do, what you've done for us. Bam Slam fam, we freaking love you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.